Oh God, here we are, ready to listen to what you have to say to us today, ready to receive from you. Jesus, you are the light, the dawn that dawned on the, those living in darkness. We're so excited that you have revealed yourself to us, Jesus. You've revealed the Father to us, that we can know you. We pray as we listen to your word today that we would hear what you have to say to us. We pray for Pastor Matt as he speaks to us your word. You'd fill him with your spirit. Make us ready. Make our hearts ready to receive what you have for us today, Lord God. Thank you. Amen. The scripture reading is Luke 2, 1 to 20, which is on page pages 10, 18, and 10, 19 in the Pew Bibles, if you want to follow along. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. This is the word of the Lord. Merry Christmas. My name is Matt Blazer. I'm the pastor here, and I have been attending some of our services, but not leading until now. Thank you, Mandy, John, Will, Mike, for your leadership. The setting in Luke 2 is big. Caesar Augustus, all the world. And then it gets regional. The registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. The principal of the local high school who's Catholic writes a quiz for his kids, five questions, and if you get all five of them, you don't have to go to church. I'm not sure about that as a tactic for church, but I think Quirinius would be a good name to insert into the quiz. I suggested that this year. I don't know if he took me up on it. 
And then it becomes painfully mundane. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth. These are not important places to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David. It's very important, and yet someone in the first century reading this would just think, why do any of these people matter? This is Luke reporting on this, probably because he went and interviewed these people. I appreciate that he says uh, Mary's firstborn. Luke almost certainly knew at least two of Jesus' brothers and was astounded at the fact that they decided to worship their older brother. I love my older brother very much. He's not worthy of worship. (laughs) And yet if he told me he was going to die and be raised up to atone for our sins, I would reconsider that position. And who, of course, does the angels appear to first? Those probably without even resumes, the night workers, those that had looked for other jobs and had been unable to find them. And if you have a challenging dinner table tonight where you know you'll hear old stories, can you imagine if one of the shepherds was your uncle? We know about you and the angels. We remember the story. It's amazing because it was many, many years between the good news that they heard and the reality of it in Jesus. Throughout uh, this Advent season, we've been looking at the Old Testament's use of the phrase, which Luke would certainly have been aware of, when the angel says, I bring you good news, not like the roads are clear, though that's part of our life and important, not like your power is back on, though we need it to be, especially with the danger to our pipes. Not your kids got into the college you want them to, and maybe they want to. Not a good test back from a doctor. Not even the war is over. Not even climate change is fixed or cancer is cured, though those would be sweet things to read about. This is bigger and better and eternally good news. News that, if true, changes the world forever. I am thankful for how the angel lives in the present good news and the future. Here again in verses 10 and 11, And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Not yet. Not all have yet seen the light of the good news of Jesus. Some considering it, others have rejected it. But eventually, the world will be full of, of that light. And all those things that I alluded to that are not news but are part of the problem and pollution and curse and sin of the world, those things will be rolled back. In the meantime, what we have are faith, hope, love, and peace. These candles have not always represented that. Other traditions have called them other things. And yet, Advent, we talked about this repeatedly, I'll be brief, but Advent invites us into the tension of. Hope, faith, love, and peace being good gifts we receive through Jesus, the middle candle, through allegiance to him, and yet we're waiting for those things to be put away. When Charles Schultz was meeting with uh, the producers of the Christmas story, they did not at all want the Bible to be read. And he was a very powerful man at that point because Peanuts was so incredibly popular. And he got a little tired of the discussion and he got up from the boardroom 
and he said, we're just going to try it. And I know it's a little dated, but Linus gets up, asks that the lights be dimmed, and he reads just verses 8 through 20. And there's a power to them, and that power is because not only the good news of great joy, but also because it's local and universal in in terms of it, it happened in history. And it's embedded religious language, and yet we understand that if there is indeed great joy that is ours through hope in Jesus, that is good, sweet news. We sang about the good news that we receive through Jesus coming into the world, and we're about to sing about our hope for his return. We live in the imperfect tension of that today, and yet we have the living argument of the gospel. I hope that encourages you that the things Mandy alluded to, the things all of us are aware of in our own local and regional and national and worldwide, the things that trouble us, we have the living argument of the good news of Jesus that speaks peace and will one day wash the world in peace. And I hope that that comforts you in your mind and in your heart, in your prayer, in your songs, around your tables later this morning and this afternoon and this evening. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Would you pray with me? God, for many of us, our faith in you, our faith has been in you for a long time. For many, we are considering this good news and wondering if it can indeed give us everlasting joy and speak peace to our hearts. Holy Spirit, would you come alongside all of us as we either receive and rest in that peace or consider it? And give our imagination space as we sing about what will happen when you return and bring joy to the entire world. Amen.